It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love Talk today with a special guest about having a healthy outlook. Thank you, Gabby. This is Evelyn Davison, and we are in the studio today with my two favorite friends. And it's going to be an exciting today uh, time with you today is uh, we have a very special guest to join us later in the program. And we have both of the ladies, love ladies, with us today. And, I, and I've been out for a while, so it's, I'm excited. <laughs> it's great to be here with you in studio today, Miss Evelyn. This is Kathy Enderbrock. Friends, you have found Love Talk on KTXW, the Bridge Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership. Whether you are listening on 101.1 FM, 1120 AM, or you are live streaming at thebridgeaustin.com, we welcome you this beautiful Saturday morning. We are so excited to be in studio with all three love ladies. I'm here with the first lady of love, Miss Evelyn Davison, myself, Kathy Enderbrock, and we have Coach Carrie Brinkater with us this morning. Hello, friends. I got to tell you, it is so great to be sitting in the seat next to my lady, Miss Evelyn, so fantastic to have you back in studio, Miss Evelyn. We miss you when you're not here. You had some crazy things happen with your house, and Kathy oh, and I... Never in history would the electricity set the house on fire because of a little bit of water that was left in the, ins, uh, the insulation of that whole system, and so it First came out, I think, with a water van, and I've argued over that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what happened first, but the result no, we, was we a were, big, giant mess. It, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. And we're just, I've got clothes everywhere just trying to, you know, sort things and get them back where they're supposed oh, to be. Oh, bless your heart. You know, but I you think. Know, I learned something. Uh, the Lord's in control, and he's, he says, so-and-so needs thing. You take care of it. So. You're always thinking about everybody else, Miss Evelyn. Your house is a wreck. You've got things all over the place. You're in disarray, and you're thinking about how you can help somebody else. Of course you are. Of course you are. That's well, it's what no you fun do. working by yourself, and that's, that's the secret. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, Kathy and I have been doing our best to hold I down know, the fort here with this healthy series that we've been in, this whole series on health. Mm-hmm. And Kathy has lined up a fantastic guest for today, written a fantastic wow. program, and we just couldn't be more excited. Oh, I, I tell you, I, you know, I think throughout this health series, one of the things that we've been focusing on is realizing that anyone can make a day worse. Anyone can make a day worse. That's an easy thing to do, but our goal is to make the day better each day, every day. And in order to make a day, be- a, a day better, you got to have a healthy outlook. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're not talking about positivity and the power of positive thinking. <laughs> we are talking about a healthy outlook. And I cannot think of a, a friend with a more healthy outlook than Nick Vujic, uh, founder of Life Without Limbs. I've been talking to everybody I know. I'm so excited about this program, so excited to have Nick Vujic on. He's the founder of Life Without Limbs. He Mm -hmm. was born with no arms and no legs, yet what he has accomplished is just mind-blowing. And and I will have to say what God has accomplished through Mm -hmm. Nick. And one of the things I think is, you know, if if, if you can be the hands and feet of Jesus, yet you have no arms and no Mm -hmm. legs, then anything is possible. And God has proven over and over again that everything is possible. And he's proven that through the night, the life of Nick Vujic. We're really excited, friends, for you to be able to meet him. We're going to be talking about a healthy outlook. And we need to get healthy. We need to have a healthy outlook. You know, there's so many places in the Bible where it talks about your eyes. And if your eyes are good, if your eyes are full of light, mm-hmm. everything is full of light. Mm-hmm. And that's the place that we want to get to is when we are seeing things We are seeing things in a healthy way, spiritually healthy, physically healthy, mentally healthy, as Christ would see them. Mm, What what a great message on this Saturday morning. I'm just so excited about the program today. You know, Miss Evelyn, 
We've had some phenomenal programs over the past few weeks, oh, and you always you always text me or call me on Saturday morning, and I love that. Um, but friends, if you have missed any of our programs over the last couple of weeks, you'll want to go back to our archives on Love Talk Network, and you can find everything there. Um, just some phenomenal programs, and we still have some phenomenal programs coming up in the weeks to come too. So that's amazing as well. Well, Miss Evelyn. You and Van had a little getaway a few (laughs) weeks ago. You guys had your 70th Uh wedding anniversary. Friends, that's correct. You heard me right, even though I stumbled. Seven zero years. Seventy. We take turns. One day I'm up and he's down. The next day he's down and I'm up. Uh, but, you know, I look back on how God has worked in in my life and in Van's life. It, when we were in college and, you know, getting out and establishing, you know, and we decided we would not have children for a while and it, that worked well. But suddenly one day I woke up and I thought, what is this world all about? You know what? What you know? Why do you do things this way and this way? So anyway, very early, very early, and 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 that I learned very quickly. It's what you make it. Oh, it it's is, Miss Evelyn. It is, and so through the years, that has sort of been, you know, if you're unhappy, how'd you get there? Mm-hmm. So. It and we you know we've written a number of books helping in that regard and traveled for months and, and years really uh, in Texas and New Mexico with um, Florence Lit Towers Group uh, I was her prayer coordinator so you know when you look back on your life you can count the days that are very sweet like cookies mm. <laughs> and then some days are like when you you know when van had his heart attack or something so life is just precious and we need to do everything we can to stay in that mindset you know I, and i've just come off of one of those bad <laughs> But you know what you did is you came in here and you said, you know what, God has a plan and it's okay. We'll figure it out. It's all right, you know. And that's why I love you so much, Miss Evelyn, is you just have a way of of putting things in perspective. If you're unhappy, how'd you get there? Yeah. How do you get out? And how do you get out? (laughs) Well, the scripture says, whatever you do, work at it with what? All All your your heart. heart. Mm-hmm. All your heart. There's no choice. Uh, when I think about that, I think about what Jesus did for us. He He paid the price, and we just need to get control, get in the pattern of living in a way that would bring honor and glory to Him. You know, I think Miss Evelyn. Sometimes uh, we feel like our lives are a little bit like your house when you and Van <laughs> came home, and you're like, "I'm not quite sure what happened first. Was it the electricity? Was it the water? But now there was fire. What happened first? I'm not quite sure. But everything right now is a mess. And uh, you know, I love what you said is that you and Van are, we're going to fix it together. You did it together. And I think sometimes friends, when we find ourselves and we're not quite sure what happened first, we're not quite sure how the train went off the track, but we're laying on the side of the road in a ditch and we just need a little bit of help. Uh, you know, Christ is always, always just eager to be that person who steps in and helps you work through the mess of life and uh, start to rebuild on a firm foundation. And, um, and you know, I think every Saturday on Love Talk, that's a little bit of what we do is we say no matter where you are, uh, whether you're floating on the clouds or you're finding mm-hmm. yourself this Saturday morning in a ditch, uh, let's pull ourselves up. I've let's had that experience. <laughs> and get moving. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, oh. Kathy, I see you have brought your new... Bible study. Are we calling this a Bible study? Are we calling this a book? What are we calling this? Well, I mean... It's a book. It's, it's so a book. It, it's a book that that you can work through. There's a it's a book that that makes you think, that makes you press deeper, uh, and it's called My Voice, His Heart, Experiencing Prayer in God's Will. And the reason I'm saying it's experiencing prayer because it's not just about learning about prayer. 
it's about engaging in prayer. And, um, you know, you can read through it from start to finish. It has exercises to work through with you. Or you can do it like a Bible study. It's broken into six weeks and five days each week. Uh, And so you can kind of spend six weeks working through it as a Bible study. It's especially if you want to do it uh, with the women's ministry in your church, if you want to get a group of ladies in your home. Uh, you spend about 10 minutes going through the that daily reading, that mini chapter, and working through the exercises, learning the exercises, and then you put it into practice. Because I think everything uh, uh, with God's Word, it calls us not just to learn and to know, but to do. Mm-hmm. And it's Show. funny how the doing becomes the being. The more mm-hmm. we do, the more we become. And um, so I'm just excited about it. So it's a six-week journey with a personal prayer coach. You're kind of walking through it with me, learning everything that I've learned over the years, and um, just drawing close to the Lord in relationship and really discovering what he wants to do um, in your life. We might have to rebrand you as our new co-host, Coach. Kathy Indebrock. You can stay the coach. (laughs) Prayer coach, Kathy Indebrock. I love it. I'm so, so very, very proud of you. It is Mm. your name on that book with the help of the Lord Jesus. I know you sought um, his face every step of the way while you wrote this book over the last 18 months. And I I just couldn't be more proud of you, my friend. What an accomplishment. And I can't wait to get my copy so that I can go through it myself. I'm very, very excited about that. Well, Kathy, I think that it's probably time for us to go ahead and interview, not interview, introduce Nick. Nick is going to be joining us in our second segment today, friends. Kathy's going to give you uh, the whole introduction here. Well, I tell you, I'm so excited about the guest, Nick Vujic. He is the uh, founder of Life Without Limbs. He is the Aussie American. Uh, many of you will be know. I just uh, many of you will be familiar with him. I love his accent. I love that Australian accent. But more than anything, I love his heart. Now, for those friends who who are not familiar with Nick, I, I want to share this with you with no medical explanation, with no forewarning, no idea about what was about to happen. Nick was born without limbs. That means without arms, without legs. But this is what I love. His parents adored him and just loved him. And they did not allow Nick to play the victim card, but instead they provided every opportunity they could to have him succeed. Now, fast forward to his high school years, um, after the relentless prompting of a school janitor, Nick gave his first speech sharing his personal story, and that speech triggered an awakening in him, as, as he recalls it. And at the age of 19, his fire to reach the world with a message of love, faith, and positive change was just truly ignited. So now, at at this point in time, he has been on 3,500 stages worldwide. He has been in 74 countries. He has spoken to in-person crowds as large as 800,000 people, a single crowd of 800,000 people. That is mind-blowing. He has become the most sought-after speaker Mm -hmm. under the age of 40. Incredible what God has done. He has met with 21 presidents globally. He's worked hand-in-hand with nationwide education systems and governments with his Attitude is Altitude anti-bullying and suicide prevention live stream campaigns and also his Attitude is Altitude social-emotional learning curriculum. He is founder of the 501c3 Life Without Limbs. At 38, at age 38, he continues to speak around the globe about his his faith in Christ. His he encourages all who will listen about uh, who all who, to everyone who will listen to his message. He shares how God has a plan for every single person, no matter the mm-hmm. circumstances. Now, Nick recently moved his family and entire ministry team from California to the great state of Texas. So we're going to be welcoming him to Texas. And today, Saturday, August 28th, 
He is the featured speaker at the Focus on the Family Sea Life 2021 event at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas at 7 p.m. tonight, friends. If you do not have your tickets, I, I think it may be a sold-out event, but they are live streaming. They are live streaming, yes. Yeah, so you C-Life, can. Life, S-E-E Life. Sea Life, S-E-E Life 2021. You can go in and look that up. We are going to be welcoming Nick to the program, welcoming him to Texas. We're going to hear from our sponsors and be right back with Nick Vujic on Love Talk. Stay with us. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin. Thank you for joining us. We have with you today, with us today, uh, our most incredible guest. We are discussing a healthy outlook. And I tell you, there is no one I know on God's green earth that has a healthier outlook than Nick Vujic. Friends, if you have missed our opening segment, I tell you, you want to go to our Love Talk Network archives uh, so you do not miss out on learning all about Nick and his incredible background. We have Nick in our our, um, main segment here for 25 minutes, so we're going to get right into it. And welcome to the program, Nick Vujic. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Evelyn. Love you all. We love you, too. I I just got to tell how we met. Are you comfortable with that? Of course. It was uh, a coffee uh, thing that someone made for you that was a long, you sat in it, and it was like riding in a bicycle. <laughs> and I walked, I, my husband and some of the pastors that uh, were there in that uh, particular place um, uh, gave us freedom to just take off and do what we wanted to do. And so we rode that. <laughs> I got to ride on the top of your your. Um, was it a bus, Miss Evelyn? Yeah, we, no, it wasn't a boat. It was. I thought y'all had coffee. It? Did y'all have coffee together? Yes, we did. A uh, wheelchair. Yeah, wheelchair. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. But you know, through the years, you've been a great uh, inspiration to us, and uh, we had just prayed and prayed and prayed, and I uh, just got really excited a few years ago when you came and we did some of the churches. And one of the things that just really struck my heart for that trip when we went to the churches, uh, to schools, uh, was that um, um, they would ask the question, do you believe in this or what, the whatever, whatever? And so they would um, then take a vote in high school school. And so we did that. And it came back that uh, the love that a child has uh, and it came through Nick, uh, does, is birthed at a very young age, mm. and it needs to be fed at a young age. And when we, you know, we picked that up, we just began to look at you and see all the wonderful things that God had prepared. And so, we, you know, if you've been here, we brought you in one time to be with the governor. And so all those things are important. But I tell you what, the most important thing is you're now Texan. Yes, you are. That's it. Welcome. Welcome to Texas. We're so glad. You know, you recently have made the move of your entire team, your ministry, your family from California to Texas. And Love Talk is just so grateful to move you to to, or to welcome you to Texas after you've gotten through this move. Nick, we always have a, a question that we like to open on on Love Talk with, and it's asking you how you came to know the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. How did you come to know that Jesus loves you? Well, for me, um, it was uh, uh, at an early age that I heard those words saying, Jesus loves me, God's got a plan for you, because I was raised in a Christian home, that I really doubted that that was true, because I was born without limbs for no medical reason, and people at school were teasing me, and I felt like those people who had arms and legs who were teasing me actually should be the ones without arms and legs. So then God is not a just God, and God is also uh, playing hide-and-seek with me as I'm asking him for answers. It doesn't seem as though he is volunteering his answer anytime quickly. And in fact, when he didn't really answer me the way that I wanted him to answer me, nor when, um, I actually started concluding based on things that I knew based on things that I saw and based on things on my emotions that made me feel the way that I was, that uh, God is not real. And he kind of actually owes me an explanation as to why I was born this way. 
And if he just told me the plan as to what he's going to do with me, then I will tell him if I trust him or not. And at that point, uh, ages 8 to 12, I went through depression. I was hating the idea of a loving God um, because he didn't make sense to me. At age 10, I concluded that I'd never be happy, and I tried to end my life at age 10 in a bathtub filling up my lungs with water. One thing stopped me was the thought of the guilt and shame that I would leave behind for my parents and actually really them blaming themselves for their limbless son's Mm. suicide. And I didn't want to leave them with that pain. And at age 13, I hurt my little foot playing soccer and I realized it was my first wake-up call. Either I can be angry for what I don't have or be thankful for what I do have. And then at age 15, I read John chapter 9, A man was born blind, knowing you why he was born that way. And it's not like Jesus said, hey, I'm the healer, God in the flesh, and I'm going to put mud on your face. And when we're done, you're going to see. He didn't tell him the plan. And therein, what changed me was the blind man could have said, stop, who are you? What are you doing? Then I'll tell you, I trust you, kind of like where I was at. Mm -hmm. But the blind man allowed Jesus to do the miracle. And at age 15, I realized more than having a arms and legs, I have two biggest sins, uh, two biggest disabilities in the world. It's sin and death itself. Both of those, through the blood of Jesus Christ and the power mm-hmm. of God, um, were conquered. And that's when I realized I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And you put a G-O in front of the word disabled, it spells God is able. To do what? To do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ever ask, imagine, or think. Wow. I love that. God yeah. is, is able. able. That's oh, right. And goodness. he is listening. <laughs> wow. Well, Nick, you have recently moved from California to the promised land, to Texas, <laughs> and uh, you've, you've moved your whole family. Welcome. Uh, why did you decide to move uh, the whole family and the ministry team here to Texas? Well, at age 23, I left Australia, um, started the 501c3 nonprofit organization, Life Without Limbs, back in 2005 in California, been in California since 2003, basically, and uh, it was 2019 where uh, me and my wife, we actually prayed a prayer. Um, to say, God, if you're willing and uh, wanting to us uh, go on that battlefield to speak for pro-life, we're ready. Mm. And within 16 weeks, I was kicked out of the bank. I had a spine drone above my house. Uh, We had a grenade in our house, a uh, false accusation in a magazine of uh, me being framed as anti-LGBTQ. And it really affected a lot of parts of uh, other people's perception of me and some of the doors were shut let's just say that and um, being kicked out of a bank wasn't easy um, and um, being cancelled in cancel culture uh, mm-hmm. so 2019 was a very difficult year and um, but we knew that this was exactly where God wanted us to to go you know it gets hot when you stand in front of the gates of hell and redirect traffic and if God can use a man without arms and legs to be his hands and feet then God can use any willing heart and uh, God delights in using the foolish things of this world to confound the wise how can he use a limbless man to be his hands and feet anyway the bottom line is um, there was a ripening process that was happening over 21 months but from March 2019 to November 16th 2019 um, there were um, 14 different things that happened that unrooted my spirit in California. So we pulled the trigger in November 2019. Uh, me and my family knew that we had to come to Dallas. Uh, little did we know what 2020 would bring. Um, and after 2020 brought what it brought, um, the board at that land was in its um, felt absolutely unique to to Dallas, Texas. And we are so blessed to be at Hope Center in Hunt Hope Center, Hope for the Heart Ministries. Uh, is obviously uh, the uh, ministry there. We are so, so blessed to be a tenant of the Hope Center that's in Plano, an incredible ministry in itself. So that's kind of how that happened in Dallas. Why? Because my wife actually lived here for five years before we got married as well. And that is uh, Kane. Is that right? Am I saying her name right? Correct. Yeah, Kanae, three syllables, Kana-e. Japanese. She's half Japanese, half Mexican, so we call that Japsican. <laughs> well, te- uh, tell us about your children. Oh, we have a eight-year uh, eight-year-old son Kiyoshi, a six-year-old son Dayan, and uh, twin girls who are three and a half years old. Uh, they're identical, and uh, I'm now officially the shortest person in our family. <laughs> 
Wow, that you ha- you definitely uh, have your plate full between your full time ministry and your family. Now, Nick, you you alluded to the fact that in 2019 you got kicked out of your bank. Um, I, I would love to process mm-hmm. that a little bit further, and if you could help our listening audience to understand what that means and and kind of why that happened. Well, let me tell you, after uh, word got out um, about Pro-Life Bank, um, we found that many people had a very similar story um, and uh, nationwide. Um, first of all, I woke up one day and my debit card and credit card, my personal and my for-profit, mm-hmm. um, got frozen. And I called the bank. They said, we're not allowed to talk to you. Uh, a letter is coming and the letter came the next day and said we reviewed you as a customer and we don't, we have decided not to do anything with you and so you got 30 days to um, um, to find another bank I asked a friend if I could be on a list um, on a federal list and he said not that we could tell um, and I was able to open up another bank account in another bank What's interesting is I actually still have a indirect account with them So um, as a co-signer. And so um, what's interesting is I think it was framed um, that um, in the umbrella of cancer culture back in 2019, before those words were actually known or talked about in America, I was uh, one victim of that. Mm. Um and so um, it was in the, the span of a prayer warrior intercessor named Betsy Gray, who was like my spiritual mom. I call her mom. She calls me son. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, hey, son, um, uh, back in 2018, God wants me to start his bank. It's called Pro-Life Bank. Oh. And um, after being on some phone calls with her and some of her friends, I said, Betsy, you really need uh, someone to drive this. She said, yeah, I feel like it's you. And I said, no, 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 I don't want to start a bank. She said, pray about it. Two weeks later, she called. She said, God told me you're my co-founder. So I said, okay, well, then don't, those me, don't email me. Don't, don't text me. Don't tell me anything. Yeah. Let's not talk for three months. Let him tell uh, me. And so being kicked out of the bank, what the enemy tried to use for bad, God turned into good. Mm. And so after the dust settled, after me being quite displaced in many aspects. Um, uh, God then said, um, are you now ready to start my bank with Betsy? And I said, yes. So I called up Betsy. I said, I'm ready. Let's do it. God said, yes, but give me seven months. Mm. Um, I needed seven months to settle on what was happening. And so that, that brought us to January 2020. And we've been basically uh, learning quite a lot, as you can imagine, over the last um, 20 months exactly about the banking industry. And uh, we are also blessed to be um, somebody that's a voice that's trusted to let all the Christians know that you might want to call your bank today and ask them, do they feel improperly under social responsibility give toward abortion providers in America? Mm. You'll actually find that most banks actually do give to Planned Parenthood, and they'll be gladly telling you that they're happy that they've got that as a star on their chest because they are socially responsible human beings by providing abortions for abortion providers. So in that, um, we got to understand that, number one, Pro-Life Bank isn't just going to be a bank that obviously doesn't do that, but we're actually going to give 50% of our net profits away to Judeo-Christian-aligned non-profit organizations. So it's going to be a all-giving bank. Basically, God used Noah to build an ark to save people's lives. God's using Pro-Life Bank to do the same. You know, it's funny because Eric and I, after banking with the same bank for the last 25 years, we recently closed every single account and moved it to a different bank because of the uh, what what the bank that we were previously with supported socially, one of them being abortion through Planned Parenthood, uh, along with a number of other progressive Uh, social organizations that we just strongly disagree with. So uh, for everyone who's out there and listening who wants to go and open an account with Pro-Life Bank, how do we do that? Sorry, say that again. How do we do what? Sorry. How do we go and open account and an account with your bank? I mean, we're in. Yeah, we're like, my, yes, we want to do this. My hands, my hands, 
my hands got in the way of the signal. You broke up just a little bit. So thank you for reiterating that. Look, we actually, uh, let me tell you the very exciting news, okay? Um, we at ProLife Bank did obviously some articles and media outlets. And um, if you Google Nick Vujicic and ProLife Bank, you'll see all the articles. Many people flooded to our website begging mm-hmm. us to start the bank ASAP. And uh, what we've now been able to tell people, actually, this week, it's fresh, hot off the press, that um, the um, bank, as far as pro-life bank, let me just say three things before I tell you the really good news. Um, Number one, it's going to be a Dallas-based brick-and-mortar national full-service bank. That is going to take some time to find a bank, purchase it, and get everything lined up. And in that, for me, I wanted everyone to know, we're going to go as quickly as we can. And then we heard from God that, no, it's going to, some part of Pro-Life Bank has to be opened sooner than what even people are telling us. Ah. And so by the grace of God, uh, we have realized that God actually wants us to, you know how some banks are bank and trust. Um, So Pro-Life Bank will actually end up being Pro-Life Bank and Trust. And because everyone has said, please, 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 open now, open now, open now, um, by the grace of God, uh, the 40,000 people that gave us their email address, we have nearly 800 email addresses. We're already looking at who we're going to hire as CEO for the trust. The trust enables us to start in February or March 2022 as pro-life fintech at that point the trust does not uh and it's proposed but pro-life fintech is going to be the app that it's basically a digital wallet accessing 30,000 atm machines um around uh the country we've actually heard from 18 other nations begging for us Mm -hmm. to be a global fintech so uh god willing in february march um, we're going to be able to um, to actually tell people about uh, the trust and the opening of pro-life fintech. So we're, we're so excited. Well, thank you for that. We are so excited about what God is doing there, that he is uh, providing for the millions of Americans, I think, who are going to need it, as I think more and more are going to find ourselves uh, under attack and cut off from these other centers, but also even as a proactive thing, we don't want our money being used to go towards these things that are just flying in 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 God's face. You know, this is one of the things with everything going on in the in the nation right now. I think how can God defend a nation who's using our freedom to kill babies and uh, just engage in all of these other things and. I love that he is still raising up leaders that is that are really speaking light and life and letting us know there is another way and this is and you need to be walking in it. So Nick, thank you for that. I want to talk to you specifically about your event this evening. You were speaking at the Sea Life event, Sea Life 2021 at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas at 7 p.m. tonight as this program airs on Saturday, August 28th. Uh, this is a fabulous stage, 20,000 people in person, thousands more, possibly millions more online. What is your greatest prayer for this event tonight? Well, first of all, as a preface, please go to nickv.network, and you'll see the fifth episode of Sea Life 2021. That's nickv.network, and you'll see um, one of the pieces um, of a series of pieces that Focus on the Family was doing for Sea Life 2021 online just to get a preface of knowing that every life has value. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really on um, tonight's event and stage the ability for the church to get engaged, um, whether that's really, first of all, um, you know, bringing back the importance of talking about the messaging of purity in our church, because apparently half the abortions in 2021 are by church-going Christians mm-hmm. um, that claim themselves to be Christians. So if you want a half abortion, you might want to bring in that message back on our youth pastor platform to also understand that our mission field is not far away to actually send youth to local Planned Parenthoods just to pray against the uh, evil uh, that's happening. Um, And then also um, really to get engaged in fostering, adopting, 
um, you know, uh, there are 430,000 children in America in a foster care facility waiting for a foster home. Mm. About 122,000 children um, waiting to be placed in a forever home. Uh, with 100,000 churches in America representing $480 billion worth of debt for buildings that were half empty last year. We need to understand that you can't talk about pro-life without talking about human trafficking, without talking about the foster care system, without talking about the quadruple of human trafficking in Texas that has happened in the last eight months mm -hmm. because of the national board crisis. Mm -hmm. So we need to understand that pro-life and the wall um, has everything to do with God's heart in understanding that every life is valued. And as human trafficking has quadrupled because of the crisis since January this year, um, you, we as a church need to start talking about foster and adoption like never before, talking about national security like never before for the sake of these unaccompanied minors whose mum left them at the Mexican border because now she's a prostitute paying off the $14,000 mm. fee to get her child hopefully across the mm. border. Um, that's the issue. We're talking 165 plus countries represented, including terrorism countries, represented crossing the border today. Where are we, church? What are we going to do? Oh, we can't talk about political. No, it's all about God. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the child out there and the child in the womb. Shannon, the child, um, Nick. One of the greatest uh, burdens I've had, uh, burden, burden, I missed on that one, <laughs> uh, is uh, when you were here with us last, we went to some schools to uh, just introduce you and to do some other things. And we found that um, there is a real um, evil thing uh, in our school system in regard to suicide for children as setting goals and doing things that would entertain rather than educate. Have you had any contact with any of these people, and what would you suggest we do when it happens? So first of all, let me just say that I'm really excited about uh, tonight's event on that, and I know this sounds heavy, what I said before, but let's be inspired by understanding what God is going to do with those of us who are, are the remnant, who understand what's going on, who understand, you know what, God is uh, re-centralizing all of his wealth, all of his children on a unified foundation, not based on denomination, because half of them are dividing right now anyway, but the people who are on the ground, the nonprofits on the ground, who are saying, let's get together and let's make a difference. Um, and let's see life be liberated on every single level. And coming around those families, the mothers and the fathers of the unborn child, mm -hmm. let's talk about PTSD yeah. because of abortion from church yeah. stages. Let's talk about these things that I think really matter most. And, you know, as passionate as I am, Evelyn, about bullying, I think this is the, the pinnacle bullying where the voiceless have no voice. We mm -hmm want everyone to understand that um, there is hope and mm -hmm. to reframe all this to say God is the answer to this all. You know, a parent has got to wake up to the fact that in our school system, uh, th these things happen that cause children to begin to believe that life is not worth living. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've experienced that in a lot of schools uh, in, in the area. And I know we did with you one specifically when we... Uh, ask any of them had they um, thought about taking their own life and I was uh, that was a, a rich part of town and I just wondered how that is working out working itself out today when you have this well Miss Evelyn so I mean we're going to go ahead and Nick I'm going to you're going to answer that uh, question in our next segment I, I think this is exactly right you know friends so many times we feel overwhelmed by what is happening at the border we feel overwhelmed about the death culture right now in our country that devalues life. We see the spike in the numbers mm -hmm. of human trafficking. We just think there's nothing that we can possibly do. Everything is out of our control. There's, there's no way that we can get on top of this. And, Nick, I think that you're showing mm -hmm. that that is a lie. That's a deceptive lie, that there absolutely is something that we can do. 
that God is uniting his remnant. God is bringing together these nonprofits and these ministries who say there is a way to see life liberated. And uh, so I want you to get into this and and talk more about this, Nick, not uh, just what is um, happening with, I think, foster and adoption and um, human trafficking and being able to stop uh, what's going on there and step in as a church, step in from a pro-life that every life matters, seeing this as well in the schools. It's all tying together. Friends, we're going to be talking more about this and getting a healthy outlook from Nick Vujic, addressing all of these issues, tying them together um, in God's word, in God's spirit, in our final segment. You're going to want to stay with us. We'll be right back with you right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on KTXW, The Bridge Austin. We are building bridges of love and leadership. Friends, we need love and we need leadership right now in the world that we live in. And God is calling us to get going. And on our program today, we are discussing a healthy outlook with the incredible, incredible friend that we have, Nick Vujic, friends. He is the founder of Life Without Limbs. And for those of you who don't know uh, Nick's story, you are going to want to go and uh, Google him and reach out and find all about him. You can go to nickv.network and uh, find out more about Nick Vujic and Life Without Limbs. He is going to be at the American Airlines Center tonight at 7 p.m., at the Sea Life 2021 conference, and you can live stream that. I think it is a sold-out event, but you can still live stream that. You have that option. So, Nick, when we finished off our second segment uh, and um, talking about just sometimes we feel so overwhelmed, and as individuals, as families, as the church, we think with so much going on, we have human trafficking, we have uh, um, the abortion industry just uh, being funded by our banks and by our governments. We have uh, kids out there who need foster care. We have our educational system where the kids are feeling so overwhelmed and we see the, the suicide rate up and we see so many of our kids on psychotropic medications. What, what do we do instead of I just you, you throw your hands in the air? What do you do? You know, I first believe that Christians need to go back to what the Bible says. Uh, number one, uh, to um, to never expect uh, evil people to do righteous things. Mm-hmm. And so don't be surprised when evil people do evil things. Uh, number two, I think it's more than just walk the walk. Um, we need to walk the walk, but we also need to tell our next generation to walk the walk, not just talk the talk, uh, when it comes to repenting and the reminiscence of sin in our own life. Um, and, and that is really important. But thirdly, I would say that I think America has forgotten or never have really learned on a mass level um, the power of fasting. I'm talking about having no food and Mm -hmm. fasting, because when we talk about evil measures of this, we're talking 77 million babies Mm -hmm. since 1973. Mm -hmm. And California law, for example, still doesn't count every surgical abortion in the numbers of abortion. So we got to understand that this is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of darkness and black and white. It's written in the word, God's word that there are some things that prayer cannot do, that fasting can. And I really wonder how much persecution and tragedy needs to happen in our country before the church mm-hmm. becomes one. Again, not in denomination, but in spirit and in truth. And we can say in the world, I'll give you the worldly answer from a Christian point of view. Well, if we just taught everyone values of social emotional learning, that would help a lot with the suicide rate. The problem is any conservative social emotional learning curriculum won't possibly go down through 80 different specificities under the LGBTQ vertical. They're in disqualifying social emotional learning curriculums that don't go into uh, 80 specificities, which means we're actually being blocked like never before into influencing um, school systems just about bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you 
understand that, sure, we can mention LGBTQ and everyone's diversity. We love everyone, that's for sure. And we have to definitely uh, recognize the diversity of the world. We understand that. But going into the public school system on a social-emotional learning level, I think, would be the only key for that. And I don't know what's going to happen. I'm very scared. I think there's going to be an exodus out of the public school system like never before. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there is going to be a huge flood of parents going to virtual homeschooling um, and Christian schools uh, realizing we need to bring in social-emotional learning in our own schools. It's not about just theology. It's not just about the Bible or being in a Christian school. It's actually understanding the values in your daily life because our life is based on the word of life. Mm. Mm. Because our life is based on the word of life. I think that's exactly right. We have to remember what our life is based on. Where is our foundation? And our foundation is built on life, the word of life. Nick, I have I have a question for you because one of the things that just blows me away is, you know, like you said, that when you are standing at the gates of hell redirecting traffic, it gets pretty hot. <laughs> and, uh, you well, know, one. I think that there are some days when I just think, you know, gosh, Lord, people that I thought were my friends and people that I thought were strong Christians uh-huh. and that really stood firm, I just see them caving and I see them uh, just voting and supporting things that that I just I know are so against the heart of God and it gets me sad and not knowing what to do and and I, I just think of you standing in this fire moving forward and continuing to continue to and and so I, I have to ask you this what one of the the famous you, you're kind of famous for saying two things one I love you mm-hmm. and two let's go. And so I need to just, if you can help us, what is, what is your greatest hope that keeps you going and keeps you loving when the day seems so long, all the door, doors seem closed, and your strength just seems insufficient for the task at hand? Well, I've had the privilege of going to 74 countries up to 38 times, being on TV to 2 billion people, 1 billion in China, 1 billion outside of China, 3,500 stages, 1.1 billion, gave the life of Jesus Christ face-to-face, plus being able to meet 21 presidents, address 10 governments, and so on and so forth. And then I've also had the privilege of being in front of 650 human traffic slaves, mm. who the majority of them were sold into slavery by their own mother for 700 U.S. dollars. Mm. So when you've seen the poverty and you really know the world and you know the world's actual pulse before media actually catches up, I already know things that's happening four months before you guys will know. You want to know why? Because I am one of few that actually watch world news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have friends in 43 countries. So no one's going to tell you that under this current administration, $40 million cash was given to Uganda to kill babies, unborn babies in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Half a billion dollars from American administration has been given to Africa to kill the unborn in Africa these last eight months. Do you know that? No. no. Many people don't know that. We know that. We know why the assassination of Burundi president happened. We know that. No one knows that. Maybe you haven't even heard of the president of Burundi. You don't even know what's going on. So because I know what's going on, I hear the cries of the two billion who were hungry pre-COVID. I hear the cries of the 60 million human traffic. I hear the cries of the woman who courageously got her child across the border at three and a half years old saying goodbye to her son. And now she's being raped 21 to 31 times in Mexico as we speak as a sex slave to pay off the $14,000 debt. Mm. And the risk that that child within 72 hours of going into the street will also become traffic. That, that is why we're here. We are not here for anything else but to set the captive free and to heal a broken heart, period. You know, Nick, your heart is so pure, and everything that you have said today is just, it's so on point, and it's thought-provoking, honestly, and it's convicting. 
friends, if you want to see Nick tonight, you can go to, it's a Focus on the Family event. It's being held at the American Airlines Center. It's a free event, but every seat is already reserved. Um, but you can find that event online, See Life 2021, S-E-E Life 2021. If you'll also remember, we had Amy Ford on the program a few weeks back. Uh, she is a colleague of Nick's that she will also be at the Sea Life event tonight speaking. And these promos that they have put together um, with through Focus on the Family are so powerful, Nick. I mean, I I've watched them, and I tell you what, they are so incredibly powerful. Uh, you know, the the woman that was raped and became pregnant uh, because of a rape and how her husband just supported her when she found out she was pregnant and said, you know what, baby, we can do this. God loves babies and we love babies. We can do this. And every life is precious. The lives of these can women. Can I just say as Yes. Well? Yes. Yeah. A hundred, percent. You've got to hear this segment, episode five. In fact, it was such a powerful segment with Amy Ford yes. and everyone there. People cry. When you watch this, you got to go to nickv.network. We actually, if you click on the headphones on that embedded video, the icon of the headphones, we've actually believed that this uh, message was so, so important that we've already translated it in dubbing uh, without uh, artificial intelligence um, uh, technologies at nickv.network. We've translated it into 13 languages. So if you know someone who speaks any of these, this is such a pivotal point for our country. This is the message of messages. Why should language barrier or money or location be a reason as to why someone hasn't been given hope? That's what we've done with Nick V Network. Check it out. If you want to share this with somebody, please share this with your church. 13 languages. Check it out because what you're saying is absolutely true. This is pinnacle and the most important thing we could ever talk about here in the United States of America. Well, Nick, I just thank you so much for being on Love Talk. We love you. That's Nick V Network. Uh, you can also go to then that's for that specific video. If you want to learn more about your organization in general, you can go to Life Without Limbs. Uh, .org and find out more about the ministries there. There are so many other questions we have for you, Nick, but we are out of time with Love Talk this beautiful Saturday morning. Friends, we just we love you. We thank you, Nick. We love you. We thank you. We just pray for blessings over you, your family, your ministry. We just look forward to helping you in whatever way we can. And uh, just uh, we're just proud of you and thank God for you every day. So, friends, we just uh, thank you for listening to Love Talk today. This uh, We've had a brilliant time in studio. It's been Coach Carrie Brinkater, myself, Kathy Inderbrock, the First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. We look forward to being with you next Saturday at 10 a.m.